Midwest Northern Mafia. I'm King Trey to the D. Here we go back with our Midwest connection with the O that you should know from the Culture Cast podcast. And Cinco joins us after a half an hour from Nota Rosa podcast. We just give you the transition kings. We just talk about the different things in wrestling. The Midwest Northern Mafia will be back. Shout out to Down for the Count. Shout out to the Fool Nota Rosa podcast and everybody on culture cast we'll all be back together next month but this month check out the transition kings if i love wrestling and you love wrestling then we love wrestling we are what we're like two ace <laughs> two ace of the midwest <laughs> mafia uh yeah, this yeah, is man. new um it's been a crazy day in america Today is uh, January 6th. You know, I'm Trey D. Terry from We Love Wrestling. I'm with my guy. You know how he do his intro, so I'm going to let him intro himself. What is going on, everybody? This is the O that you should know. Omar Akil Solomon, one half of the culture cast. You know the rest for the culture, by the culture. We do it for the culture. And if you're not down with the culture, we just can't help you. We ain't gonna even play with it since he said for the culture. Go ahead and talk about what what you feel about uh, Cardi B. Man, you know. we 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 jump as we let's jump straight into it. First of all, um, sad day in America with what's happening right now. Um, uh, so I don't want to say it's unfortunate. This I, this shit's not normal. It shouldn't be accepted as normal. And I'm gonna leave it at that because I can really go in. But let's talk about Cardi B. Something a little bit more positive, a little bit more light. Until, you know, a person without melanin ruined the bag and fumbled the bag. So for those who don't know, Cardi B uh, was mentioned on Raw last night, on Legends night. Tori Wilson mentioned Cardi B was there, Ariana Grande, et cetera, et cetera. So Angel Garza, he's lit. I'm like, okay, I'd love me some Cardi B. You know, and of course the boogeyman was there. Cardi B is a draw. We know this. You know this, Trey. She pushes the dial. So what did her fans do? They tweeted like, Cardi B, you was on Raw. Which means that people, I guess, even though ratings are low, people watch Raw still. So shut up, internet. Number two, Cardi B is like, what? I'm on Raw? Bet. So, so she's tweeted with Trish Gradish and Melina. She's talking about Sasha Banks. She's putting the company over. Like, you're getting the black audience talking about wrestling. I'm talking, it's an alley-oop. It's like the Dwayne Wade to LeBron James alley-oop dunk. Talk about and, then, and then Lacey Evans. In character, no fault to her, but your mayonnaise ass, conservative ass, steps into this arena. That is not your place. Look, I understand you, you thought you were doing a job. That's fine, but no. No, no Becky. No, no Becky Sue. No Emily Lou. No. This ain't your place. This ain't for you. Um, and you damn near fumbled the back, okay? Cardi B to WWE talks are probably happening. And then now Cardi had to treat your white ass. And I apologize for saying that. But it had to be said. You overstepped your boundaries when you brought up Nicki Minaj into a situation. You don't know, you're not a part of that rap world. You're not a part of that life. So dude, there's no place. Like, that's a sore subject. You think, you know how many blogs could have took that and ran with that if Nikki, if Cardi would have responded? You know how many labels were ran with that? 
Like, stay in your lane. Let me tell you. Um, so I saw the whole breakdown happening, you know what I'm saying? And I saw Cardi was doing her thing, you know, talking about wrestling like she do from time to time. Um, Lacey exactly out of pocket. I was like, that, that, I tweeted when I saw it, I said, there's a difference between metaphors and real rap. You know what I'm saying? So you, you think you just making a joke because you really know nothing about that Lacey or the world that that is. But what you don't know is outside of your kayfabe world, like we tell people like, hey, everything is all bubble gum and sweetness inside wrestling. You go outside the wrestling realm and meet some of these people. What you get is what you get. And that's totally on you. And you got to watch that. Um, the up- <laughs> But Lacey, yeah, you was out of pocket. But let me talk about this, people being out of pocket. Because this is what I really brought this up for. The tone, the words coming from these Caucasian, non-melanated people about Cardi B. Um, just trying to use this as a a chance so they can get off their true feelings. You know, disrespecting Cardi B, but then you see a little extra in it. With uh it is really disheartening. Um, I like the in Facebook groups. Let me I've been seeing it and people listening to this. This is directed to two certain groups, and I know y'all listen to this. The amount of people who have came out the woodworks to express their dislike and their opinions on the ghetto girl, the the black girl with no education on Cardi B, the no class having girl. Like these are the descriptions they give it. I'm not saying this. It's very sickening and makes me want to pull up on a whole lot of people. Um but yeah, that go that also goes to the way some of these Caucasian men just feel about black women, period, in the wrestling industry. Cause from Cardi B it went into Sasha, this and Naomi and Bianca, but and then that, a whole bunch of praise to Carmella because Cardi B mentioned Carmella. Well, bro, it's so institutional that you mentioned that because, like, let's go back in time. Um, the Sasha Banks is ratchet chant when white people used to start that shit. Like, no, Nick, excuse my language, y'all don't know what y'all doing. Like, calm down. I don't want to tell people to stay in their lane, but. The fact that you're able to express your true feelings and like I'm I'm cool with it now because I know I'm not fucking with you. I know exactly what you're talking about with certain demographics um expressing themselves. Um oh my god, Cardi B, like Lacey's gonna whoop her butt anyway. She's a Marine. Who cares? It's not about being a Marine, it's not about being a fight, it's about knowing your place and understanding what is real and what is wrestling. And also understanding that sometimes the best things are not needed to be said. It's unfortunate. And then the fact that you gave more gas, like you said, more gas fuel to those in the internet to say, oh, well, Cardi B was nothing. Or Cardi B, or somebody said, I, I saw this on, on um, 
Al Gore's Twitter the other day. Actually, no, I'm going to say Beyonce's Twitter because we're talking about the culture. Um, Cardi B isn't a draw. She's not even that big of a star. Cardi B, like, she's just a regular person. Okay, number one. Look, I love I, I rock a Cardi. Is she the greatest rapper of all time? Of course not. Okay. But is she a star? Yes. Does she have one of the biggest rap years ever once? Yes. Is she still pushing the needle? Yes. Does she have her own television show that might have more ratings than you have tweets? Yes. Think about it. Okay. She nobody's asked for yo ass to come to Raw. Cardi B is bringing more attention to something that we all love, that we all want to enjoy, you know, and too many times, so many people control these narratives online, and it's frustrating because I'm pretty sure you know this, Terry, I know this, I have friends that want to watch wrestling, you know why, because they haven't watched wrestling in years, so when you see Cardi B talk about wrestling, what are they going to do? They're going to turn on wrestling, but you know what we also do? We're going to look on Twitter, you know why, and what are we going to see on Twitter? We're going to see a negative spiral of, oh, my God, why am I going to watch this stuff? Because this is horrible or this is bad or you don't want to watch just because the ratings are low. And then they're going to not even watch. And then once again, you just did a disservice to something that you love. And then let me tell you. Like, so. If you're privy to like my personal stuff. All my people on my page, they know I'm like a big wrestling fan. I just never talk about it on my personal page due to me getting muted by a lot of people a few years ago. <laughs> like, yo, you can like wrestling, but you ain't going to our timeline. So they know, you know what I'm saying? I have separate pages for my stuff. But the amount of people who inboxed me and hit me and was like, yo, Cardi B WWE? I'm like, uh, they mentioned there, you know, she's been playing around. She might do something. They like, yo, that's huge. And then, you know, it took eyes to the programming. I'm like, okay. And then the last two matches, I think, because after they mentioned Cardi B, you had the Hurt Business um, against, was it Lucha House Party? It was Lucha House Party. And then Keith Lee versus Drew McIntyre. And my guy was like, yo, this is actually uh, lit that all this is going on. And I'm like, well, you know, when someone tells me that, I'm like, well, look on Wednesday nights. Um, Look on on Tuesdays. If you think Monday night's hype, wait till you get to Friday nights with Roman Reigns and all them. And I'm like, that that's what's needed um, to bring the new crowd in. But transitional kings, we write. This is what we going. We the Midwest Melon and Mafia, but we the transition kings. So you, you know, know it. From that, we gonna move to this because I know where you going. New crowds. Where you like, going? Hey, talk about it. So NBA Twitter and wrestling Twitter had a beef. <laughs> um, you know because AW had the lead in from the NBA. And instead of going with like, so my whole thought was NBA come on. First people I would have sent out was Top Flight. And Black Top Flight, were, they were in that match. They were in the match. Yeah. Black Lives Matter on the arm came in, did the whole thing. The NBA crowd would have been like, oh, this is lit. And then Jericho would have been a second thought. 
but they opened the show and they brought Jericho out. And the demo got, I don't know what demo. I've always said this. I don't know what demo he's the god of. Got it roasted by him. He was just getting roasted. Bruh. It was one of those. It reminded me of the movie, the movie How High and Method Man and Rat Man. It was a get em session and I loved every get em. Get your big new belly ass. Get em. Demo guy looking ass. Get em. Get your big jolly green giant golden sombrero looking ass. Get em. It was beautiful. And I laughed. And that's what the NBA Twitter is all about because they have no filter. And they have no no remorse. Uh, as a member of NBA Twitter, I understand this. As a Bulls fan, um, we lost to the Pacers. I was heated. NBA Twitter let us know. Now, we won four games in a row since then. But anyways, um, NBA Twitter, not four games in a row, but we're four and four or 500. Um, but NBA Twitter, you know, they don't care. Look, they come. Look, bro. NBA Twitter will come at any player, no matter if you are a star. No matter if you are a bench warmer, if you are a coach, if you are in the stands, if you are a referee, if you are the commissioner, they have no off limits because it's all fun and games. And you know the AEW crowd, like you were saying, they they interacted. Oh my god, you're you're weight shaming. Like oh my god, like how can you just disrespect? Shut the fuck up. Excuse my language, okay? Like yeah, <laughs> check me, bro. check check your privilege. All right, check your privilege. Okay, number one. I agree with you. I think you start with top flight. You introduce it. You have a new crowd. You want to have a hybrid, up-tempo match to show that you are a different brand. That's marketing 101. So, in my opinion, I thought it was going to be like top flight versus like, you know, a hybrid or, you know, uh, SC, even SCU or um, freaking um, the Jurassic Express because you can get a different kill. You know, oh my God, who's Luchasaurus is dope. That Man, he has a mask on. He's cool as hell, you know, just simple little things that you can plant to make it memorable. But no, now I understand you go with Jericho, who's a name people remember from WWE. He was, I mean, I'm never going to distinct, I'm never going to diminish what he did. But look at him now, look at him now. That's he, he got it, you know, they call him the demo god. No, he's a dad bod. Fuck you, mean okay? That, that's what he should be calling himself now, the dad bod. And he responded, I can do more. Weighted pull-ups. NBA Twitter don't care, bro. We make fun of Charles Barkley every day on NBA to inside the NBA. All right, we make fun of Shaq. <laughs> yeah, so I was, I was. So <laughs> all I remember is I was like, I was watching NXT and I was like, okay, the NBA game about to go off, and you know how some AEW fans we're gonna call, I'm gonna just call them the A fan base. No, I'm not gonna, I can't even give him the A fan base. I'm just going to call him the fan base. So you know how the fan base is. Oh, this is about to come up. And I was like, you know what? Because I usually only watch one wrestling show like live, live to pick up everything on Wednesday night. So I was like, all right, let's go. So I'm not on my regular Twitter feed, the <laughs> We Love Wrestling. Right. I'm over here where I don't talk about wrestling. It's just me and and the and the homies and we just been out here. I was about to go to sleep. <laughs> and, let, and let me tell you, when I seen three people who don't even watch wrestling, and I remember the tweet, oh, I wish I could share the screen. My dude said, What type of 
fat shit is this? <laughs> Chris Jericho, Y2J, Mr. Break the Walls Down, need to go sit his ass down with his fat ass. <laughs> so I saw this and I was like, oh man, okay, okay. But I didn't know that this was like just the start up of the beginning of going downhill. So me, I was like, uh, off the phone, wake up at like 3 a.m. And my phone's going crazy. And they like, bruh, you was telling me AEW tight. We've been going in on this all night. They called it a backyard WWE. And I'm like, oh, what happened? And I'm like, oh, it went from talking about AEW to Jericho Row section. Hey, you know how I feel about well, you don't know how I feel about Jericho. His 2020. Uh, you, enough to get it. And the, the fan base on Twitter, my goodness, trying to cancel people because we just laughed and enjoyed it and everything. You guys are fat shaming. First up, this cultural thing. You some the fan base, some and some other people go at women wrestlers. I, I mean, you, I was every say. every day about they wait every day, and not in a joking manner like the NBA Twitter did to Jericho. I mean, they go hard on women wrestlers to see how hurt, how soft, how pussyfied y'all was. But these Jericho tweets and how y'all wanted to to fight over Jericho and this and that. How they live in their own world, bro. It's like you're when you watch that, and mind you, I I, I watch AEW. I love AEW. I think it's dope. I mean, is it perfect? No, but you know, it is what it is. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm also a realist. I'm also I understand what is happening on the outside because of you know I'm a real life moderate technically or not. Well, not now, but you know, real life moderate. <laughs> but um, so I'm like, look, there's a world outside of wrestling, and I think that's the unfortunate thing with some of the narratives now that we it's been ingrained by some members of the wrestling media, mainly the white ones, that have projected this narrative of no, this is the alternate path, but this this is the way to quote the Mandalorian, like this is the way. So this this way that they've seen. The black people saw it now. You know, we always talked about, hey, we're a diverse, diverse company. No, y'all not, because black folks are going to call you out from the jump, and clearly they don't listen, because clearly, look, and more power to Brandy, I'm pretty sure she's doing everything in her power, um, and congrats on pregnancy. I love I love babies, so congrats on pregnancy. So I'm pretty sure she's doing that, but who else is in the backyard? Who else is in the back? Uh, making these decisions. That goes for WWE too. Don't get it twisted. Like the black dollar moves everything. NBA Twitter just shows you that. NBA uh, Cardi B tweets just showed you that. From the walk, from the Snoop Dogg was just on AEW doing the nothing but a G thing flop today. Um, <laughs> shout out to the Snoopy Slash, bro, bro, bro. He looked like he was doing that versus dance while he was splashing. That shit was hilarious. Okay, like, okay, Snoop. Like nigga, like nigga, help me, help. Like I can't wrestle, but damn, bro, I I really thought he was about to break his fucking leg. Yo, (laughs) 
I didn't even want to bring this up since we talking about, you know, moving the needle because I feel like I always have this on my head. It's freaking hilarious that Snoop Dogg was on AEW. Not not his appearance, but with his appearance. <clears throat> Did you watch AEW tonight? Uh, as you know, it's January 6th and there's a lot of outside shit happening. Oh. <laughs> but I did, oh. I did catch, I caught the end of it today. I just saw that on Twitter. Um, I'm going to have to watch everything in the morning after, after work. My, <laughs> in one of the group chats I'm in, my dude said, what do you see about AEW? I said, I didn't watch it live, but it seems like Snoop helped their diversity tonight because, you know, you can't really, you don't really see <laughs> black people in the ring like that on AEW. Maybe a match or show, but, you know, Snoop showed up and Snoop got in the ring and was able to do something more than the, um, hey, black, Twitter, black Twitter side. That's all I know. My homie works for, um, another college doesn't watch wrestling whatsoever. He retweeted the Snoop job. And I'm like, Oh shit. Like this man does is nowhere near wrestling cycle. So the fact that once he saw it, I'm like, Oh, this yeah, might be like that. Uh, that one thing they had the thriller, the fight. You know, they might talk about it for two or three days, but this also will go to them like, um, Jericho, the big guy. Now you got Snoop on there, and he jumping. I don't care. Place. I, I Snoop, you my yeah. dude. I love what you're doing. You should not. And if they let you do it, the company do. I would have did it too. No lie, I would have okay. did it. No, nope, me too. They, we ain't gonna even cap on that. But you shouldn't have did it because it's just gonna go to that area. Well, and it's a difference because, like, for example, like when you have a celebrity appearance, like one thing you can respect WWE for, even AEW before tonight. Um, the the, the celebs do their appearance. They would throw a punch, and they could throw a punch. If a celeb was trained to take a bump, uh, you know, Machine Gun Kelly took the bump from Kevin Owens that one time. You know what I'm saying? You know, he backed and punched uh, Dolph Ziggler, things of that nature. You know, those are getting ran by, you know, um, the Green Arrow wrestling the damn match against Cody <laughs> and Neville. Yeah, dope ass match, by the way. Salute to the Green Arrow. Uh, but, anyways, those, are, those things, you know, they know their role. They're not overstepping their boundaries. Like, of course, everybody's dream is to jump off the top rope. Let's see, jump off the top rope. <laughs> and that could have ended all bad. I'm just, I'm happy. Um, I'm pretty sure he was on a cloud, the highest of clouds. And um, he felt no pain because, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever Snoop Pack he was on, I need it. <laughs> because he got up and started crib walking. Oh man, um, <laughs> he did. I saw that. I was like, "What the hell?" Uh, <laughs> you know, like he's like an old man, kind of like another old man who was who's moving the needle, but unfortunately, potentially in a title match. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, if my, you, my man, if, if you listen to this, I just looked at the camera. I don't really have. Nothing to say about Oldberg. Um at all. I I, I don't. Um 
Yeah, I, I don't um, have nothing to say either. <laughs> but I'm just mad. Yeah. I'm frustrated because Keith Lee had a banger and the band Keith Lee just not talking about. But outside of that, I look, I, I know the business. I don't care at the end of the day. I don't want Goldberg near a title, but I don't care about Goldberg. Um, as long as he doesn't win. Unpopular opinion. Uh, I, I'll say this one thing about Go- I've never cared about Goldberg in his entire career, um, but that's a topic for another day, another time. We'll say that um, another day. Yeah. So we had 23 minutes, you know, me and what's going on Mafia uh, Transition Kings. Let's keep la- last subject. I'm going to let you pick the last one because I brought up the first two. No doubt about it. Well, uh, once again, guys, Midwest Melanin Mafia. This is the all you should know one half of the culture cast. Uh, shout out to my brother, Worldwide Ray. Also, follow me on Clubhouse. It's Liddy. Okay. <laughs> but uh, speaking of a club and speaking of a house, uh, <laughs> you know, a house is not a home. But I mean, you know, a chair is still a chair, even when there's no one sitting there. And a house. Is not a home. Shout out to Luther Fandros. Where is this transition going, you may ask? We're talking about the home, where a table is, the head of a table, the head of a serving table, okay? Because inside this house, there is a table, and there's only one man that can reside at that table, ladies and gentlemen. He is the hottest thing in wrestling, and I want to ask you, Trent, I want to ask you, over, un- over, under, how long is Roman Reigns going to be in this company? I'm going to set it at three before Hollywood snatches him. Over, under. So, earlier this year before the pandemic happened, or was it last year? Whenever Fast and Furious come, came out, I did a post and I said, I asked a lot of people, what's the over, under? Uh, no, I said, it's amazing that we could lose Roman Reigns and Sasha Banks. Now, this is when Fast and Furious came out to Hollywood in the next five years, because I truthfully believe that. So this was maybe 2019. Um, I really only think they... You can only hold them back to maybe 2024, 25 because of their contracts, but after that, man, it's going to be hard because... Uh, shout out to the Black Wrestling Podcast, Thunderdome Rome. Awesome. On some next level stuff right now. Every time I watch him, um, he's giving me sights from what we what I've seen 2014 at the SummerSlam Access. Um, he was on stage with a bunch of legends, and <clears throat> that day we was like. This is right when the Shield bro uh, wasn't together and he was facing Randy Orton that weekend. And I was like, yo, he carried himself like he could be somebody. Like he was up there, he was talking his talk, but that wasn't what we was getting on TV. And a lot of us in the crowd that day was like, whoa. But what he's doing right now, he's not missing no no type of speeds. He's hitting every transition. He's talking that talk shout out to jay uso doing oh his God. thing um they got me so excited for when uh the other Us come back john uh J- jimmy, jimmy my bad i'm calling a real name got me so excited for that. <laughs> thunder dome rome that look 
I, I've been a Roman Reigns fan since day one. And this right here, he's on his best run. And what you, and the last thing, let me say this. And yes, Roman Reigns is the hottest thing. Roman Reigns is the hottest thing. Roman Reigns is the hottest thing going in wrestling. Roman Reigns is the hottest thing going in all of wrestling right now. Yes, I see you go off a bullet club, but at this point right now, let me say this again. Roman Reigns is the hottest thing going in wrestling right now. Yeah, we're transition kings, but we're going to bring somebody in from St. Louis, but we're still talking about Roman Reigns being the hottest thing in wrestling right now. Yes. Go ahead. Preach. Preach Go ahead. Look, because no matter what happens when you talk about the head of the table, you know, the tribal chief, the brand is strong. I feel like I'm from New York. I want to say you're every time Roman Reigns is on screen. Because guess what? It's domination. It, we from the Midwest, though, bro. I know. You know, we from the Midwest, I got to say you're. But if you add the extra errors, you can spell the word dirty. And that's from the dirty, dirty South. My brother Cinco from the Lou. Ah. Tra- Transition Kings, we out there, Brody. We out there. Transition <laughs> Kings. Yo, the way he just treated He just so smoothly. <laughs> Look, I ain't do this. I'm true to this. The transition be real. We'll let you know. We call this uh, the Midwest Melanin Mafia. You know, a lot of stuff went on today, so we just called this uh, the Transition King set. So, you know what I'm saying? We're glad to have you in here. But we got to have you let us know. We talking about the Tribal Chief, yeah. the head of the table. Yeah. Roman Reigns. We know he's better than Randy Orton, but that's neither here or there. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> He getting there. He getting there. He ain't gonna say that. <laughs> Don't worry. We won't tell Randy. <laughs> but how you feel, man? How you feel? I feel like, well, well, Roman Reigns. Well, first thing, I don't. Well, just going back, I don't know where we started, but like, I really don't know why people was hating on him to begin with for the first thing. You know, booing him and things like that. I guess because like the way that he was pushing him and trying to make him, you know, be like. The big face be like the new John Cena. People hate that shit and stuff like that. But uh, like now it's like he's he's reached this like untouchable form, especially with this this heel gimmick, you know, and how he's utilizing against people. And I was trying to figure out how he was gonna translate it from when he had his storyline with with Jay Uso, you know, after that with the head to table thing, with just using it as just with the family. But now he's just talking about he the head to table of. The whole SmackDown, the whole WWE as a whole now, like this is it. WWE is him. Like he controlled, like when he had the thing with Kevin Owens and had the little feud with Drew McIntyre with Chambers Champion. Like y'all just second tier towards him. So I'm like, he with this heel gimmick, with he, this is like, this is it for him. This like is real perfect. Shout so out to, shout out to his acting coaches. Right, <laughs> because Shout out to the subtleties of Paul Heyman. Not people know Paul Heyman because he talks a lot. This he's not even saying anything. That's how beautiful this is. This right. is like people say this is like this. You know, Heyman's gonna kick. No, 
Roman is carrying Paul Heyman. I don't want to say carrying, but Roman is making you not even think about Paul Heyman. Name the last Paul Heyman guy that's happened to. Facts. True. Because I'm sitting there, I'm like, when Paul uh, was announced, where it's like, it's not a prediction, it's a spoiler, you know what I'm saying? And showed him backstage on SmackDown. Paul Heyman is like the last thing we just talked about, Roman, and Paul Heyman was the last thing that we brought up. We brought up Jay Uso before Paul Heyman. Think about that. Yeah. Best thing in wrestling right now. Bar none. Best thing in wrestling. Bar none. Bar let's talk about none. let's talk about bar none right now, because he came on and we gotta talk about it. Uh we gotta get this man locked up. What's going on with Randy Orton, man? We we gonna get Randy Orton <laughs> right time. Transition but, keys. This man burning, <laughs> burning people alive. Uh told all the legends y'all ain't shit last on um, Monday. Took um, <laughs> 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 took went back to 08 on Monday night with his match with Jeff Hardy. The same finish they had on Monday night is the same finish they had at the 08 Rumble. I'm on my Royal Rumble twin uh train, so I saw that this past weekend. Um, what y'all think about Orton right now, man? See, with Randy, he's trying to, he's like letting y'all know that he ain't lost it. Oh, so, that, that's that's already. Tony was reminding y'all that Randy still got it. Nope, you know, <laughs> it is when he, when he basically had to carry Edge, he oh. had to carry Drew. <laughs> Hey, you, you, hey. <laughs> you being disrespectful. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right. Go ahead. And so and he just had to bring back everything, just left and getting the title, of course. You know, that was the nice on the cake. And like just like no, he's still here. He got a lot left in the tank. He ain't going nowhere no time soon. And like he is, he was the past, he's the present, he's still gonna be the future, no matter what you say. The next five to eight years of his career, he got left probably. I, I know that. Oh, he, I'm on. He left. I'm trying to go with you, but you out here, you see, you said he gonna be the future. See, you be a disrespectful. <laughs> See what happens when you let people St. Louis talk too long. <laughs> and I won't even lie to you. I I I I mess with Randy Orton. Randy Orton all time probably is in my top five because of the interaction me and him had in St. Louis, and then the act uh, we had in um, Louisville like two weeks later. Me, him, and my son when he was younger. Mm-hmm. But Randy, like overall. Let me stop capping. He he probably is in my top five. Um, I just need that man locked up. <laughs> he burning people, and y'all then, asked him to. With who made the inferno match? Not him. You're right. Exactly. <laughs> uh-huh. And I told Randy to let him in. Um, <laughs> not to move off of Randy, but I need. The wrestling guys hear me. If there's any type of way, even if it's a one-off, I need Randy Orton versus Okada just one time. Oh, oh my God. 
I've been oh seeing God. that. Like, I, yeah, like you, yeah, you made that post. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I made the post. I, I, like, I, mean, I saw twelve. Like, yeah, you made that. Because everybody, <laughs> they say Okada is going to go down as probably the greatest pro wrestler of all time, and I'm like, just Randy versus. Oh, oh. First of all, when you when you say Orton versus Ok Okada is a wrestler's wrestler. He can go up top. He can be a hybrid. He can wrestle, wrestle a technical training style. He's powerful. Um, charisma, we'll see. That means I'll probably need to watch some more. Um, but and he can go the distance. We all know that. Randy Orton is a wrestler's wrestler. And when he's motivated, like this, this current 2020, now 2021 edition of Randy Orton, ever since he said Black Lives Matter, Randy Orton has been lit. Okay, ever since Randy Orton said Black Lives Matter, you know, he got the rocket ship. And you know what, Randy? <laughs> I ain't mad at you, bro. I ain't mad at you because you know, I mean, you're speaking the truth. All right, we said, you, you know, we Randy need to be locked up. Now, the folks from his say, you know, they need to be locked up for the bullshit they're doing today, but that's neither here nor there. Transition <laughs> King, transition King, but back to Randy. Um, might as well title the episode Transition King, my brother. Um, <laughs> oh, it's already done. Back to Randy. Randy is truly, he understands that he, he's got maybe three to four, and he doesn't want to waste his time. Now, is he going to elevate talent, you know, like a rope, like a rub? Yes and no. He will elevate talent, but the key thing is Randy's going to bring the best wrestling out of his opponent right now. He did that with Drew. I really wish that that few would have fans. I think that was Drew's best work um, when he was the champ. Um, that was an amazing long-term storytelling that Randy was amazing. Uh, great wrestling, great moments. Drew had won by a roll-up. I think it was a, was a Nigerian when he won by, won by a roll-up. I think, yeah, a damn roll-up in a championship match. You never saw that come in. It was dope. He is motivated. He's working with new talent. He's working different styles, but he's also staying true to who he is. He, people always say, Randy Orton's so slow and boring and methodical. I've not heard a slow, boring Randy Orton comment on Beyonce's Twitter since he said Black Lives Matter. So, I don't know what it is. I guess Black Lives Matter. I mean, I guess, you know. You should. Anybody, see, anybody see Jackson Riker? He was over in D.C. today, by the way. He was out there. The shot. Oh yeah, I'm. Shit ain't normal. So I, I can't treat it as such right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what warned us to get a Jackson Riker comment. Um, that was just a shot. Well, speaking of a shot, let's talk about a shot right now. The oh, shot, wait, the shot, oh, the shot that almost <laughs> took on that guitar that Riker swung on Monday night. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Transition. Can you see where I'm going? <laughs> There's a reason why I brought him up. I'm I'm talking about everything black, and I got talking okay. about. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was wondering, like, I was I was coming I was coming around I was coming around. <laughs> okay. Hey, he hit the shit out that guitar, bro. <laughs> It <laughs> was funny as hell. Hey, <laughs> I had to go back and watch it because I was like, "Did this?" I was like, "That must have been some type of special effects." But then I'm like, "This is live, so 
they couldn't have did no type of special effects on that. Then I watched it in slow mo, and I was like, "Oh, this, this, he really just guitar <laughs> <laughs> like that." I was like, "That's scary as hell." But Big O, perfect thing they doing with you, man. You know, you you wasn't seeing that for weeks. The build up they're giving you at this point, I I love it. I I love it. To me, you look like a real force. A real bodyguard, a real big man, and I was a little skeptical about you being with AJ, but I, I, I'm invested at this point. I love to see it. I love to see it. You know right, what else? I think you were saying something. Cinco, what's up? You saying something? I, I was saying nothing. But I was saying I, I agree with everything. You know, with, with everything leading up to, him, especially with him being the bodyguard with Raw Underground too. Like he played that part real well too. Man, now, the last thing we're going to talk about going real well because we haven't said nothing about it and we got to talk about it. Do you see all power books too? I want all the smoke. I still got like, I stopped, <laughs> on, I stopped on episode three of that. So um, I, I still got shows to watch. So I'm not going to say nothing on power book too. Um, I wanted to talk about the representation, the goodness of all these black people across all these companies. Gonna leave you in the background for now, AEW. Um, but being on the, <laughs> being on the main stage, yeah, I'm being dead serious. WWE in the Latin 2020 having so many black black and people of color as their champions. Impact Wrestling, can't forget about you guys making people champions from Rich Swan to <clears throat> Mr. Finesse, Chris Bay, um, Tasha Steeles, and Kiara Hogan. Shout out to y'all. I want y'all to win the tag title next Ooh. week. But y'all with, all facing, with all due respect. Y'all facing killer death machines and they probably... I don't know, but I do want y'all to win the title. Um, what other companies? I mean, you also got um, Leo Rush at MLW. Just won the middle Just won that title. Yeah. Ooh, I forgot. Hey, shout out to Know the Roast Podcast having Leo Rush on their show like a month or two months ago. Yeah, yeah, back in November. Big shout out to Leo Rush for that one. Appreciate you, my dog. Oh, also, uh, oh, a happy uh, belated Founders Day, by the way, my brother. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. That's why you I know, was available yesterday. <laughs> well, you know, it's so funny that Sean Dean, shout out to Sean Dean, you know, AW Dark. I saw that on your thing. I'm like, he's really going to disrespect that mention of George Wapping the car. I'm like, okay. That's the cool. car. I've been seeing right. stuff since undergrad, the Carver, J5 stuff. I was just laughing like, man, I thought, it, I'm, you know, I'm old now. So as a member of a lettered organization myself, I'm just, I saw that. I'm like, nah, I ain't seen this fun argument since undergrad. So to see it on Twitter and social media, like, sorry, really? Trey, sorry, sorry, Trey, my bad, my bad, my hey, bad. I was cracking up yesterday. I don't really get into that, but when I saw him and he was like, it's George watching the card. <laughs> I was I like, I just was like, all my friends who are, who are capitals right now are upset. Yeah, I, I had to ask. So I was like, look at this, man. I, today, George Washington Day was like, bro, don't come over here with that BS. I, like, <laughs> I didn't know it was real like that. My bad. 
You know what I'm saying? Um, My bad. Yellow (laughs) news. He brought up Sean Dean (laughs) with the jacket and everything on AEW Dark. Sean Dean, let's get a win, Captain. We ain't seen you get a win yet, but that's like a get past that. Um, Back to the inclusion, like you were saying. I think it's so important. (laughs) um, Transition Kings. um, Look, I think for this, if we talk about the flagship, I think they will have only two champions that aren't of color, technically. You know, um, even if we go down to, uh, I think. Whoa, who's the flagship? I'm just talking about the main flagship WWE, if you're talking about the main company. Uh, I'll let that go. Okay. Yeah, I'll let yeah, so Just for, 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 for you know, they, they, right. do have, they do have the tribal chiefs, so I got to follow my leader. But anyways. Touche. Uh, you know. Uh, but no, I mean, inclusion matters. And I, I've said this before. I've said it again. I love this first step of representation. means everything. Um, I'm not a father. Uh, I believe you are. I'm not sure if you are. I'll say go. Nope. Um, but you know, representation matters. It means so much to. <laughs> My bad. The way he said that. Nope. Nope. He said, "Put out game undefeated since anyway." Right. Uh, <laughs> undefeated for twenty eight years, man. So representation matters so much when you see little black boys and little black girls looking up and seeing performers of color, black and brown. Um, with titles and elevated positions, think about that. But it doesn't stop there. And I think um, with, I'll bring this into what's going on in the world, why it means to have a seat at the table. Roman is the head of the table, um, but we still want a seat at the end of the day. Um, we want to be backstage. We want black writers. We want black female writers of color. Like black female writers. We want black female writers, more black producers people on the board of trustees i don't care AEW. i want to see more than black people in a black lock okay i just i want to see people i want to see sean dean get a win on dark where is scorpio sky if you're saving it and i don't know something that's perfectly fine it's not my place but make them relevant people forget that he had a match against jericho for the title think about that if you want you should open up rest. You should open up um NBA Twitter with Scorpio Scott. That's what you hear on there. Uh, but impact, you had four African American men in your main event. Shout out to you. Shout out to you. You know, that stuff means something. And uh, uh it's gonna pay dividends as we move forward uh, into 2021. Um, because guess what? Especially here at the Midwest Melon and Mafia, speaking for the culture cast, speaking on behalf of the culture cast, um, we're watching, you know, like, I think this is only a first step, but we can't be satisfied. We want to continue to push forward because not only does it help the company that, I mean, the profession that we love, but the profession that we love grows and it continues and you have new stars and new stars are being born and it's just paid for 24 seven. All right. So paid forward representation matters. We love to see it. Um, and shout out to Snoop Dogg, because that nick was hot. <laughs> Boy, that frog flash, though, man. <sighs> <laughs> I just watched it when we started this, so. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, yo. Oh, I don't want to talk about AEW because I'm star bashing y'all. But I have to go here since Snoop just came back up. Um, and I hate to be the guy to mention it again. But all the diver- diversity and everything they talked about um, yesterday, I don't know if anyone knows, they had a nightmare uh, factory showcase where some of the wrestlers at the nightmare factory, you know, they showed them on there. Uh, I didn't see the diversity in the nightmare factory. So I'm just saying, if you did a whole press run and you talked about everything that you did to see a ratio of like three to 30 people, um, that were people of color. Yeah, but um, uh, <laughs> just saying. Let's talk. Let, let let's let's talk about this though. Before we close out, this is our last thing. You know, we're not gonna stay on that. But before we close it, I just want to know, guys, because we don't we gonna come back and we are gonna start doing these monthly again. You know, if it's everybody on here, like we hope. We'll be there, but this is the Midwest Maryland Mafia. This is called Transition Kings. I just want to ask you guys, 2020, who is your, it just happened to be right here, number one wrestler for 2020? I'm not saying it's him. I'm just asking you guys. I mean, I love John Moxley, but it's not John Moxley. So, uh, for me, um, I think to me personally, I think Sasha Banks was the best wrestler in 2020. I think she dominated the year, the overall year. Her angle of Bailey with, her, with the tag titles leading to the turn, leading to a top five match with the Hell in a Cell against Bailey, leading to her Mandalorian role, leading to making Carmella um, put in some of the, make Car- some of the best Carmella matches, leading to a Cardi B mention. You know, she's the she's the boss. Uh, stop, stop, stop the cap on the Carmella matches. Stop. Okay, it. Well, I'm going. I'm. I might be reaching, but it wasn't. A, it wasn't a bad. It wasn't a bad match. Anyways, Sasha Banks. To, Sasha Banks to me um, showed why she's a alpha dog, and she showed like I love Charlotte. I'm a Charlotte stand. She's amazing, but Sasha Banks showed why I, I, I can be one a two. Like, I could take the ball. If you give it to me, coach, I'm going to run with it. And she did an amazing job for the company this year. So, for me personally, um, one of my performers of the year would be Sasha Banks. And I go, that's overall. I'm not, I'm not talking just about female performers. I'm talking overall performers for me would be Sasha Banks. If I go one for the male side, I know if, if, if Ray was here, he'd probably say the Rascals. Um, but I'll say I don't want to say Randy Orton. Why not? I don't want to say Randy Orton. He was well, you want to though. He won the first quarter. He he had us in the first half. He has in the first half. Give um, voices in my head. They cancel me. They understand. And I don't want to say Roman Reigns because it's too me. late. Too, uh, he came up too late. Um, I say Drew McIntyre. Yeah, I can't say Drew McIntyre. I can't say Keith Lee because of the music uh, snafu. Yeah, I'm still petty. I'm still petty. I'm sorry. That shit, like that shit, pissed me off to this day. I'm so happy they changed it. 
but I'm still heated. All right, sorry, not sorry. Uh, I don't have I don't have a men's performer. Maybe um, you probably just named by like people that was in the top five, but you're not making them number one. <laughs> maybe I was. I mean, Rich Swan is uh, will be one I will consider. Um, yeah, he literally Rich just was still got top five, y'all. Yeah, I literally gave you. I don't have one. If that makes sense, I don't think there was a most an overall dominant male performer like like Sasha Banks on the female side. Every other male had their season, but Sasha Banks to me was the most consistent in twenty twenty. That's my opinion. What about you, Sego? Uh, I mean, if I would say on males, I I would give it to Drew McIntyre. Just how everything just built up to where he's at now, you know. If I'm saying unbiased without saying Randy Orton, because that's why I wouldn't name. Unanimously said, but <laughs> but like Drew McIntyre, you know, with the build up, with the win the Royal Rumble, especially eliminating Brock Lesnar, then going to uh, WrestleMania, defeating him, get a title, and the uh, defending the title with that miss against the Big Show, then going to a number of storylines, and with that long feud with Randy Orton, had a strong build up with that, and finished off as a two time champion. So. Male wise, I say him for the female side. Uh, I mean, I was actually talking to my guys about this, and they said Sasha Banks, and I disagreed. And oh. I, I actually said it was, I said Oscar. Can't get mad at that. Yeah, because no, if we just strictly just talking about just. The wrestling piece, I would give it to her because I feel like, no, no disrespect to Sasha Banks. No, she had a lot of, I feel like all the social media attention, the accolades, you know, gave her that extra push with being the probably the best wrestler, which is not really wrestling late, but still she earned everything she got. But with Oscar, you know, Raw Women's title, WWE tag team, tied with the women's, money in the bank holder. So put all those together. That's why I give it to her. You know, and you mentioned something that made me finally realize who my male performer of the year is now. And I said this on Clubhouse, by the way. Follow me on Clubhouse. Um, Bobby Lashley with pants on. I know you remember me talking about this ago. <laughs> Ever since Bobby Lashley put pants on, he's been unbeatable. He is my male performer <laughs> of the year. Bobby Lashley with pants on. I'm dead ass serious. Like, I'm Bobby not playing Lashley around. Ever since Bobby Lashley put pants on, he's been a new man. Like, shout out to her business, of course. Shout out to MVP, said, and Shelton. But Bobby Lashley with pants on is the best male performer of 2020. I'll leave it at that. He's definitely been dominant. It's, he was definitely dominant in 2020. I'll give you that one. With, with pants on. <laughs> I got no hate on that. Um, <laughs> as far as female, um, I'm going to go. Well, I just can't pick one. Um, half year, I give it to Thunder Rosa the way she came up, starting yeah, like August. <clears throat> a lot of people talking about her, and then you know her starting her own company, putting a lot of women on, and then a lot of women who's been on her show also getting chances on AW Dark. So got to give respect to that. Um, got to give respect to Oscar, like you said, Money in the Bank, her segments. Uh, Raw tag team titles. I mean, the women tag team titles, Raw championship. You know what I'm saying? That's great. I'm, I'm still going with Sasha over her only because 
the whole year, every segment <clears throat> that Sasha's been in, the numbers don't lie. She's the highest segment on there, doing better than the demo gods over there. Um, raw tag, raw title, tag team championships, SmackDown championship. I mean, she won all the titles that was possible in WWE and could have had the NXT title, but that would have been overkill. Um, <laughs> as far as as far as male, I'm gonna shout out Hurt Business, but I'm gonna shout out the New Day because even though they were gone half the year, New Day had three SmackDown championships won because they went into the the New Year last year in 2020 with the titles. Then they won the titles twice, even though they was gone most of the time. Then they had the Raw titles. Then with Big E winning the Intercontinental Championship at the end of the year, um, we can't sleep on the things that New Day did in 2020, being gone a chunk of the time, and then what they are setting themselves up to do. Um, The Hurt Business, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to MVP out here since he came back, and I said this back in March. I said it in May. I said it in July. I said it in September. He has put wrestlers in position to be on TV that were not cared about before he got there. Preach. And I myself really appreciate that, what he's doing, and he continually strives because it's a lot of people that we never see on TV. But if you just go back and look at who people in the hurt business are facing. It's been mainly people of color, and I know we've been tired of like, man, we need to move them off the black people, but they've been bringing people on TV who on WWE programming we never really see, and then they build them up like Lucha House Party just won this past week. <laughs> it's been a while since we've seen that. You know what I'm saying? So um, I'm excited for what MVP's doing. WWE, if you break up the Hurt Business, Already, I'm throwing hands. <laughs> All type of hands. I'm throwing hands. You know what? I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be like them. Um, them terrorists going to DC. I'm going to Stanford, Connecticut. I'm kidding. I'm not doing that because I'm not a terrorist. I'm not a domestic terrorist like the white people because they're horrible individuals that ruin the capital. But yet, if you have Black Lives Matter protests, you have the full. I'm sorry, Terry. Continue. Guys. Yeah, so <laughs> what we're going to do now is the Midwest Melon Mafia. We're going to throw these hands and go ahead and log off for tonight. I'm going to really, everybody listening to this, I know it's at the end. So it's going to be a two parter. We're going to get one part. This, the first part was uh, Saturday, the second part's on Sunday. Um, next week, just from We Love Wrestling, uh, I'm going to let you know what's coming up before I do my closeout. Next week, um, on Monday, we have, no, sorry, on Wednesday, I almost gave you something I shouldn't know. On Wednesday, we have our Women on Wednesday, we will have Sky Blue um, in a dual slot. She will be facing Casey Lennox at uh, GCW 15, so we will be doing two talks with them that will be out on Wednesday of next week. And well, I'll tell you about that one later. Um, the O that you should know 
What's going on? For the culture, by the culture, we do it for the culture. If you're not down with the culture, we just can help you. The culture cast. We have a lot of great plans for 2021. We are starting to schedule some amazing interviews. I can't let them out there yet, uh, but be on the lookout for uh, our January interview series and also February interview series. So be on the lookout for that. Also, we're going to have some fun um, in 2021. Um, I apologize for that outburst I just had, but you know, I, I just want to say I apologize, but I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. Uh, because they should be in jail. They should be arrested uh, for being domestic terrorists. Give me your social media so we can get out of here. Just anyway, anyways, uh, we are the Culture Cast. Follow us on IG, Culture Cast Pod. Follow us on Twitter, Culture Cast Pod underscore. Follow us both on Clubhouse, Shar Hayes, Omar Kill Solomon. Uh, Worldwide Ray, I just gave his full name, my bad, bro. Worldwide Ray, and also uh, Omar Kill Solo. Uh, but yeah, Culture Cast, uh, appreciate all the love. Happy New Year. Uh, everyone stay safe out there. Continue to wear your mask. Ooh, Cinco. What's the word, y'all? It's catch y'all underscore podcast. No, the Rose Podcast. This is one third No, the Rose Podcast. Your boy Cinco. We got some things coming up this 2021 year. We got our, we got, drop. Our website we got coming out next month, along with some new merch that's gonna be on their website as well. Be on the lookout for all that. We're gonna have some shirts, some hoodies, gonna have some sweatpants, some slides, some book bags, wristbands, all that good stuff. So be on the lookout for all that. Get your merch. Oh, uh, got a couple interviews, uh, more work going on. Shout out to Shock City Studios for letting us use their studio for. This year for 2021. That was in our last episode. Y'all can go look it down on our YouTube. Like I said, all social media handles, KCL underscore podcast, Twitter, Instagram, No Rose Podcast, Facebook, YouTube, No Rose Podcast on all podcast platforms that you can think of. Man, um, yeah, I, can't, I can't wait to get back into our old studio once COVID's over. I, I miss our studio. And you know, I don't even got no studio. I'm just here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, you can find us on Twitter, we LUV Wrestling One. You can find us on Instagram, we LUV Wrestling. Follow our partners who are not on this one on Instagram. Down for the count, D4TC underscore podcast. Follow their Twitter. It's actually down the number for the count 19. Um, we got some more stuff coming. Also, go to the YouTube page, man. Click subscribe. We're trying to get to a number of followers. We got the watch time. We just need the subscribers, baby. Click subscribe. Um, oh, we promote Clubhouse. I'm on Clubhouse. Um, I don't. You, you got to let me know before you do it. But uh, I'm at King Trey to the D. You know what I'm saying? King T-R-E, the number two, T-H-A-D. Um, I'm going to be more on there. You know what I'm saying? People... If y'all listening, the people have been asking for us to come on for us to come on podcast. Cinco, Cinco, no, we've been out there dropping yeah. knowledge on the clubhouse. Yeah, they fire. Oh yeah, follow me on the clubhouse too. V i v i r c i n k o. So we gonna open up these ways for we love wrestling doing podcasts because people been asking. I really just like to spotlight people and show the wrestling. You know what I'm saying? But people wanna talk about why we do it so possibly coming in 2021 we got a lot more spotlights coming um 
a lot of events coming. We'll talk about that on a later date. And I'm not going to even do that intro. All I'm going to say is the Midwest Melanin Mafia, the O that you should know, Cinco, Trey D, Transition Kings, baby. <laughs> hey, hey, and since we transition, just know that if I love wrestling and, and, and you love wrestling, then what? Together, together, we should impeach Donald Trump. Here. Let me tell y'all about this disrespectful. <laughs> so I just he's the second person this week to take that closing line from me. <laughs> and I I don't understand what's going on. But like I can't tell nobody they don't. But since he already said, I'ma say it. If I love wrestling and you love wrestling. Then we gonna impeach Donald Trump. Now, nah. <laughs> <laughs> if I love wrestling and you love wrestling, then we, we love wrestling. We, and you know, it's for the culture. I'm not even doing the too sweet thing because you know they don't even got no Tongans in their group, so they're not really Bullet Club. Ah, said it. Um, Mike, I don't know. Mike drop. We out.